Hey, this is Sandra. This is Jess. And this is Emily. And you are listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. Welcome to today's episode. Um, guys. Let the games begin. Exactly. They're here. Uh, but like, in more than one way, the games begin. Like, oh, it's yeah. not just the Rory and Jess of it all. There are like the two Yale of it all. Lines. Yep. Um, so why don't we just jump straight into this episode? This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I believe all of us are, I'm not going to say deadly tired. I'm just going to say <laughs> it's a chill Podcast we might today. not be on par with the opening scene of Rory and Lorelai hobbling through the town square, but we're probably like sixty <laughs> percent there. This is going to be like lo-fi podcast to relax slash study to. That's our vibe oh, yeah. today. Put on some candles, just chill. Um, these girls, you know what they should have done? Taken their car and yeah, rode I, to Luke's, like. If you're going more than half a block, honestly, at this point, if you're going more than next door, take yeah, the car, right? Or just like if you're this tired, take but then a we day off. See the fun fall decorations in the yes. town. We wouldn't see them try to Jedi mind trick Luke's or whatever, <laughs> use the force, whatever it was. It is still so cute and so autumnal in Stars Hollow, and it's making me so excited that it's finally starting to cool off here in Portland. There are pumpkins outside of the grocery stores. I have not bought yes. one yet, but I am so ready. Because, guys, it's the day after, well, it's like 12 so or I'm assuming 16 hours after 6 a.m saturday to 6 a.m sunday yes and they so slept I'm, all through sunday i'm assuming that's mm-hmm. what be my guess they slept on and off all day sunday and now this is monday right mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. because she's going to shelton right um i agree it's so pretty like doesn't it make you like want to live there yeah today oh has my a high of 91 yeah mm-hmm. Tomorrow is a high of 66. Um, So fall in Indiana starts tomorrow, apparently. (laughs) There is no (laughs) in-between. Well, this is an exciting episode because it does take place pretty much directly after the last episode. And Mm -hmm. as we all remember, last week's episode ended with a real bang because Rory and Dean have broken up. They are over. and But it's not just that. Yeah, it's yeah. that Rory and Jess, there's no transition. There's no, like, we're going to, I'm broken up with someone, and in three episodes, I'm going to get with someone. No, she's immediately with Jess. 
Yeah, there's no wallowing from well, the get-go. No, there is 20 minutes for Jess to go break up with Shane. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's about it. So they actually get to Luke's, but um, they get to Luke's after 30 minutes of walking. So Rory actually has to leave because yeah. she has to go catch the bus. Uh, so she goes over to get a donut. And who comes downstairs but her new boyfriend? Hey. Hey. Hi. Hey. Boyfriend hi. Jess hi. looks hi. different than regular Jess. Boyfriend so Jess soft. is softer. Yeah. He is. You're right. He doesn't look as angry at the world. He's not, like, ready with, like, a, a witty comeback. He's just cute. He's so cute. Awkward because really he doesn't know what to do with his new good girlfriend. Yeah. He's never had one of those, as far as we know. And Luke it's just like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> right? Because Luke it's is so oblivious. Lorelai knows what's going on because yes. obviously Rory has clued her in. Luke is just like, what weirdos? And she's like, uh, actually, they're together now. <laughs> and they got together at the dance marathon and he's just like, I was there. Yeah, exactly. Luke, Luke. You were Where there. Where were you? <laughs> Where did you and Lorelai sneak off to together? Oh, heck while cannon? this was happening, were Luke yeah. and Lorelai hooking up by the bleachers? And oh my that's why. Oh, if only. <laughs> um. <laughs> we're not ready for that headcanon yet. <laughs> Luke is in favor of it. Luke is like pretty mm-hmm. excited. He really He's thinks weirdly Rory's excited. a great kid. Maybe she'll rub off on Jess. And I'm surprised that nobody jumped on the inappropriateness of that sentence. <laughs> but then again, it's Rory's mom and Luke and Jess's uncle, but. Yeah, but it's still Lorelai. Yeah. Does anybody else feel like Luke is weirdly overexcited about that whole situation? Like, he's really happy about it. But, I mean, it feels very similar to um, when she was going to tutor him. Yes. And he was so excited because he really, he thinks Rory is the best kid in the world. That's one of the things about Luke. He really thinks Rory walks on water. And for him, this is like, wow. The kid that I love that I'm taking care of is with the other kid that I love. I like this. He doesn't mm-hmm. see a downside. I'm just because oh, but he will. we've had <laughs> we've had the two pies moment of Lorelai yelling at him after the accident of you were so excited about her rubbing off on him, you never thought about how it would go the other way around. And you would think that with that happening, he would be like, Well, hope Jess doesn't corrupt her too. But maybe that's that extra pedestal she's up on. Yeah, I think at at this point, Rory is uncorruptible in the Mm -hmm. eyes of a lot of the townspeople. Yes, exactly. She's going to help him. He would never hurt her. Exactly. And I think Luke is also very much kind of like a forgive and forget guy when it comes to Lorelai's crimes. Very true. Mm -hmm. Because... Honestly, everybody in Lorelai's life is. She does some whack things that everybody's like, oh, Lorelai. And they move on. You're so quirky and fun. <laughs> Guys, you know what's an unforgivable crime? Putting walnuts in a salad when you ask five times not to put walnuts in a salad. I oh hate to agree with Emily. but like, This is a time I am fully in Emily's favor. Right? Allergies, I don't know how you anything. would do that. Like... How is she, one, how do they have enough materials for salads that she could make five separate salads and mess them all up? 
All well, I can imagine. It's the Gilmore's, so I assume there's a salad served with every meal. So they've gone through the entire week's salad <laughs> supply in one night. <sighs> See, what I was imagining is that there's a salad with walnuts, and she's going in and picking out the walnuts, but she's not picking them all out. So, she's like, she's all leave, each yeah. Time. But there are apparently still visible enough walnuts that when yeah. they go past uh, mm-hmm. Rory and Ed, Ed, sorry, Rory and... I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Richard in the kitchen, they both can see them from where they're at. And she's like speed walking too. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's a slow glide. It's oh, also, they're still clearly there. Apparently, this is just a taste preference thing. Like, we know none of them are allergic to walnuts. Mm-hmm. So... Just eat the walnuts. That's where I'm at. I'm kind of with Lorelai on that. Just eat the I'm walnuts. Just, just I love around the walnuts. Just pick around them. Yeah, like, right. They're not liquidy. They don't leave their taste like pickles no. or on something. Just, just scoot them to the side and you'll be fine. But I'm with well. Sandra. I'm with Emily. If I, if I order a salad from a restaurant or whatever and i say no tomatoes and five separate times i get no tomatoes you get that. tomatoes rather you get tomatoes oh yeah, yeah. I do, that i do get tomatoes i'm not gonna lie i went to a rest we went to a restaurant i think on monday and it, it did come with it wasn't a salad but it was a wrap and it did come with tomatoes which i hate tomatoes oh so tomatoes they so remade good. it and they brought it back and then they messed up something else on it. And then I was like, it's fine. Don't worry. It's okay. It's Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm with Emily. I, I, If you can't figure this out, what else are you not doing right? See, my thing is, is yes, you had to uh, wrap with tomatoes. And that sucks because you don't like tomatoes, right? My mom and me once got a pizza and we very... Um, directly said no garlic because Mm -hmm. my mom is allergic to garlic. That's a terrible thing to be allergic to. Oh my gosh. And guess what was on the pizza? (gasps) Garlic. Garlic. Uh, No. Yeah. And uh, she ate a piece immediately got hives um, because she gets hives when she eats garlic like that. And Mm -hmm. I contacted the restaurant and they were like, oh, but you know, we make the pizza with garlic. That's how it makes it so good. And I'm like, my mom is allergic. Yeah, and they were like, "You oh. just put her life in danger because you did not listen to the order that we placed. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you decided your taste preference was more important than my order." Yep. So, like, oof, <laughs> allergy yeah. stuff that drives me yeah. insane. So, like, I kind of no, I'm with Emily here. <laughs> there might be a walnut allergy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, this was definitely taste, but you know, yeah. in general, yes. Um, but anyways, they are a Friday night dinner. Because of this, they cannot eat because they're not Europeans. Mm-hmm. Is this a real thing? None of us are Europeans, but like... I well, I, know. I think she's just hungry and she's just trying to get food on the table. Supposedly because salad is such a light meal um, that it digests faster. So if you oh. eat your salad at the end of the meal, it can help your digestion speed up versus having like whatever heaviness you have during the meal. Your body would finish digesting on the harder to digest stuff versus hmm. the easy salad stuff. So by putting the salad at the end, you can help with your digestion. Well, help keep your metabolism up. Guys, if any Europeans are listening to our podcast, tell please us. let us know. If any nutritionists <laughs> are listening to our podcast, tell tell us if I just outright lied to everybody. <laughs> I don't think I did, but you um, never know. Well, since uh, Liliana, her name is Liliana the maid, 
is busy with the, the salads, Rory has to go up to get her own drink. Which she's never done before. She's never that, that done before. That was a weird moment, yeah. Um, and Richard needs ice. That's all. There, there's no ulterior motive for his uh, ice capades. And... <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> Seeing Richard open it. a freezer was like such an out of place. I was like... Richard should never touch an appliance. Like, that doesn't make sense he in my head. know what the freezer is. <laughs> um, controversial question, guys. Do you keep chocolate in a freezer? I like to keep mine in the refrigerator. Mm-hmm, me too. My mom loves it in the freezer, and I'm like, no. That takes away from it. It's a different experience. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to keep chocolate in the house long enough. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I also, like, so Richard <laughs> offers Rory chocolate as, like, a, because we're both so hungry. The older I get, the less chocolate is something that could fill me. Um, but the thing is, he's not just here for the ice. No. No. He's no. here he to have a, a little private conversation with his granddaughter. Well, he is going to the Whiffenpoost, great name, uh, mm-hmm. reunion yep. at Yale. Yale University, the college that he went to, his father went to, the Gilmores have gone to. And Rory, do you want to come with? You don't have to come to dinner, but why don't you just tour the campus? Mm -hmm. It'll be fun. And he's all sentimental. He would love to show her all the things that he did. And Rory is, at first, clearly a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, she's Mm -hmm. like... I don't really, I don't, but she, in the end, she says yes. She can tell that it means a lot to him. And yes, and I will tell my mom. Yeah. Because he asks, do you want me to tell her or do you? No, I will talk to her. It almost seems like she's dreading it. Yeah. She knows how this conversation will go. And I thought that she looked a little shell-shocked. Like, she was just, like, bombarded with this and... Mm -hmm. We do get one of those instances of Rory just says yes because she's polite. Yeah. Right. Um, I wish Richard didn't have other motives here. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, like, up to, like, the three-quarter point of this episode, it's a really great Gilmore episode. Mm-hmm. It is. I'm really surprised that Rory didn't want to do a tour through Yale because, at the very least, it's still an Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she did Harvard. Like, this would be an, another nice place to go to. Well, we move on um, to them leaving. And I just have to say something funny because just the other day in our Discord <laughs> gave this fact about uh, sand apps. Yeah. What was the fact, Jess? Well, it was just... I. I They said sand dabs a bunch of times. And I was like, what's a sand dab? And... Uh, it's a cute fish. It's a type of flounder. They're like a pound and they're sweet and soft, apparently. I just thought, hey, maybe the other girls when they were watching also didn't know what a sand dab was. Did not even think about the fact that if they hadn't watched the episode yet, I would just sound like a crazy fish person. <laughs> so <laughs> today. Oh, I watched the episode two days ago. So when that came, that message came through, I was like, okay. <laughs> Good for you, Jess. <laughs> I um, hadn't watched the episode until today, earlier today. So this message came like a couple days ago, and I was just like, oh, Jess wasn't just feeding us fish facts. <laughs> so until Sandra made the recognition, because I, ne- 
full disclosure, I did not rewatch this episode afterwards. It went right over my head, and I was like, oh, good, okay. There was a point to this message. <laughs> I I promise I don't just share fish facts for fun. My thought was that they had said that they weren't very good or they had implied they didn't want them again. And I was like, what is this thing they were served that wasn't good? And then I was like, oh, they're a flounder that's like a pound? That's not very much fish. Anyway, don't eat sand dab, I guess. <laughs> Apparently. Um but anyways, Rory and Lorelai get into the car, and Rory immediately turns to Lorelai, serious voice engaged. She is, she needs to talk to her mother. I love that Lorelai turns off the car, because, like, yeah. she knows. She knows. I just feel like this isn't a conversation where I should be able to immediately hit the gas. Yeah. yeah. And Lorelai is, of course, upset, but Rory kind of assures her, like, it's fine. We can yeah. just go We'll just tour, like, we can make a road trip of it. It's fine. And she's able to talk Lorelai down, get her back to the car, and they plan to go, and it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the direct quote. Um, Yes, this is part of Grandpa's evil plan to take over my life, abolish my free will, pull me into the Gilmore world, dress me up in pearls, and ruin my life. And did you guys not I, get no, a bad vibe? she just described seasons vibe. four, five, six, and seven. Right? It's like she made a checklist for the next couple of seasons. Yep. It, this is like either really great writing and foreshadowing or like just coincidence. But either way, it made me like, oh my god. That's Honestly, though, I put more of that on Emily and Lorelai than on Richard. Richard has his moments but oh, in terms yeah, of, like, overall influence on Rory's life, I would always put Emily and Lorelai first. Oh, yeah. Um, but we go to, I believe, the next day, and we go to Luke's, um, Kirk. Poor baby doll, oh, poor Kirk. Kirk. Apparently this also happens every year, that somebody steals his trophy. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't mention when the girls oh, first yeah. get to Luke's in the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah. Um, Kirk arrives carrying his gigantic trophy and just can't stop mentioning his trophy, like, offhandedly. He's just so proud, and he really wants to rub it in everybody's faces, but now oh. it has been stolen. And but he keeps using feminine yes. pronouns for it. She's, she's Speaking of dirty jokes, though. <laughs> like Kirk with his trophy was a dirty joke just in all all five minutes oh, yeah. that he was on screen. Oh yes. It's this giant oh, yes. vaguely phallic object that yeah. he's waving around town. <laughs> um and Rory arrives after, you know, Kirk tries to find his trophy. And Luke walks over and guys, does he not get like awkwardly close? Like he actually comes to the door and greets her. Yeah. Which he doesn't, like, normally he's just behind the counter, he's doing what he's doing, and hey, sit anywhere. And, like, that's it. But this time he, like, comes to the door. Hey, how are you doing? Do he's you want excited. some food? And uh, Jess comes downstairs and apparently just woke up from a nap because he's, like, rubbing his eye. Like, he's adorable. But, like, and also, then... <laughs> did he go to school? And then he looks up and sees Rory and, like, takes a visible step back of, like, oh, you're here. Yeah. Did she scare him? A little scared bit. Did she have a yeah. mask on? <laughs> I think uh, Jess is very soft this episode. It's very cute. But Luke is just like, hi, hi. Like, he's so over this awkwardness between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And they do the kid code. Yes. Well, this is the most obvious kid code ever. Like, (laughs) they will perfect this throughout their relationship. But right now, it's just like, we want to go somewhere where Luke is not watching us, but we can't say, hey, do you want to come upstairs so that my uncle doesn't watch us? Upstairs. Wink, wink. Yeah. To the Uh, the book. Upstairs. Book. To the one room apartment with multiple beds and couches and surfaces. Like why does Shane Justice has been out? in many times with apparently why? no issue from Luke? Why didn't they give just a door? Like Luke, he's a seventeen year old boy. Out. Why would you not give him a door? Right. I don't, I don't know. know. Mm. Well, regardless, they have a very awkward but cute scene upstairs. Um, they try to kiss. Unfortunately, yep. <laughs> Luke Danes barges into his apartment building. They're just like so stinking cute in this episode. They're just standing around. Luke is like, or not Luke, Jess is like begging to get her a soda because he needs something to do. Yeah, and then Luke does like Kool Aid Man through the door <laughs> with the burger. <laughs> like, I mean, it's this crazy. Is a whole new level for them. Like, they've never been on the same level it was always rory had a girlfriend and jess was single or they both have girlfriends and rory had a girlfriend they both rory yes rory had a girlfriend rory and Um, paris unite yes (laughs) rory had a boyfriend jess had a girlfriend or whatever so now like they're on the same level they're in a relationship with each other and they have no idea what to do it's so funny how when you're a teenager like this you can be in a relationship with somebody that you've barely talked to or never really kissed before or whatever. But then as an adult, like, I think you'd be hard pressed to find an adult who would be like, oh, yeah, this is my boyfriend without already having like a connection with that person, you know? So uh, when I was, I was 16, I think when this happened, 15 or 16, I went to the skate park in town with my brother and like just some of our group friends and this other kid who I knew but had never really talked to joined us and then by like the end of the night we were going out right nice. and then we went to meet up the next day and I was like I don't remember his face oh so, and and we had a very like this episode relationship for like the first week or so of just like okay we hung out and we joked a lot the first night and we had a good time but then after that it's like okay now what yep <laughs> It just, so, like, this felt real for me. Oh, yeah. It brought it totally. back. <laughs> it's funny because, like, if I had to pick a word to describe the scene, I would pick innocent. Right? Oh, yeah. And that is, has not been Jess's character so far. Right? Oh, no. Um, and yet, there is some kind of innocence here. You're reminded of the fact they are only teenagers. They don't really know mm-hmm. what they're doing. And Jess yeah. just got the girl that he's been pining for. Rory just got the boy that she's been pining for. So, like, it's cute. Again, unfortunately, Luke uh, decides to almost destroy his apartment door. (laughs) No, I like how Jess described it. He Kool-Aid man's in. He really does. (laughs) (laughs) And they spring apart like shrapnel, uh, Mm -hmm. is how Luke describes it. Rory rushes out, and Luke decides it's time to lay down the law. He is going to tell Jess what the rules are. And this feels like a weirdly late conversation. Like, like didn't you just have a girl up here every day? But yeah, that was Shane. 
And this is Rory. Yeah. And I guess he's trying to imply that he's going to, quote unquote, knock her up or something. Right? I mean, I think that's just like, the implication is that Jess is going to be doing things that Luke would not approve of with Rory. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, like kind of fill in the blank, whatever Luke thinks and Jess knows Luke thinks. I mean, but the thing is, Luke's rules are pretty standard, I think, for for mm-hmm. high school relationships. Like, we don't want the door closed, you know, have her home by reasonable times. Like, those, I think, are pretty standard things that, that parents will ask of their teenagers in relationships. Yeah, absolutely. I, I will say, one of you sits on a chair and the other one sits on the couch. But that's never too I, much. That's a little bit too much. But I agree that's with everything else. Yeah. I was, I was also thinking at the time, too, that, like, Luke has specific hours that he needs to have Rory home by. I'm like, shouldn't you talk to Lorelai about what that curfew should be? Yeah. Or maybe decide between the two of you, not just... And I think Lorelai's curfew okay. would probably be later than yeah. Luke's. But, I mean, that's another classic, like, m- male parental figures often have different standards for their female child mm-hmm. figures, you know. Yeah. Jess can probably be out beyond 11, but Rory needs to be home by 11. Right. I love when Jess is just like, may I speak? And Luke is like, if you must. <laughs> I love when Jess leaves, and if I might, I'm pretty sure it's the end of this scene. Luke looks so proud of himself oh, yeah. for having this conversation. <laughs> He's like, Dad, Luke to the rescue. He really, this is like, remember when Jess had first come into town and Luke told Lorelai he'd figured out parenting? He'd like mm-hmm. figured out the secret to parenting and he was so proud and it was to lie. That's the same kind of vibes I'm getting from Luke right now. He's like, I did it. Good At least job. he's not lying this no. time. <laughs> and this shows a lot of growth for him and Jess because Jess does sit there and he does mm-hmm. listen to what Luke has to say. Yeah. yeah, he has some, like, comebacks, but he respects Luke enough to sit and listen even when he thinks Luke is overreacting. And I, I think, too, that he respects him enough to actually do what he says, especially when it comes to, you know, regards to Rory. Mm-hmm. Because... Jess probably knows if Luke is unhappy, he's going to take it to Lorelai, and Lorelai will make sure that rules are set. Yeah. Well, we go to, um, I guess, plot A, right? We move on, and it's the day they're going to Yale. Um, Yay! And we're getting our second college visit. I will say something. I toured at least four or five colleges besides my first choice. Rory's expectation of only applying to one college and only touring one college is really bad. It's really unrealistic. Really it is. Dumb. Yes. And I can't... I mean, we have the future... I think it's a Christmas episode where... We have the Lorelai Rory fight about how many colleges she ends up actually applying to. But I can't even imagine Chilton at this point not being like, you have to apply to a minimum of three, mm-hmm. preferably five. And that's just a school thing. How could Lorelai be upset about that? Yeah. Generally, you know, you apply to like a reach school that you want to get into. You're not sure. 
Like, mm-hmm. you apply to a school you're pretty sure you're going to get into, and then you apply to a backup school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's just for safety's sake. You don't just yeah. apply to one because you're really setting yourself up for failure there. Yep. Now, but I will that's say, not how they view it. No. But I will say this is more a Lorelai issue than a Rory issue. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I don't think I just, Rory thinks that. I can't decide if Rory is being, like, deliberately obtuse about the whole thing because she knows Lorelai doesn't want her to apply anywhere else, so she's just not going to talk about it. Or if, at this point, Rory truly believes one and done. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, Yeah, I think it's supposed to be a little bit up for debate, especially the way this episode ends. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But yeah, where are you? Before we get there, Mm -hmm. um, did you take an entire duffel bag with you to a one-day trip? Including multiple coats, potentially a swimsuit? Raincoat and umbrella? I will say. Multiple outfits? This little, like, planning moment. Like I said, I feel like the first three quarters of the episode are a really great Gilmore family episode. This, to me, is a really, really nice thing that Lorelai does. Yes, she's being a little bit weird because she's like, oh, we have to bring all this stuff because my mother will be upset if we don't. But, like, it shows that she knows Emily well enough, that she knows mm-hmm. she needs to be prepared for everything, and that Emily will appreciate them being prepared for everything. Yes. I think that's a nice sign. That's Lorelai trying to make sure that this goes well. And s- say, like, your skirt uh, button breaks. button breaks. Mm-hmm. You can change out of your skirt instead of still wearing the same skirt. <laughs> like, I don't... I feel like Emily broke the rules. I, right. Mm-hmm. There, there but was we're not a there fire. yet. <laughs> I would like to say I am leaving... Um, by the time this airs, I would have already gone and been back. But when we're recording, I'm leaving in a couple of days to go on a week-long girls' trip with the, the women in my family. Nice. And I'm fairly sure the duffel bag that Lorelai takes is bigger than the suitcase I am taking for a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. An entire week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, li- I like that Rory thought that it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And Because it was just like, so, like, out no. there that you would need all of these yeah. things. The guy's... Uh, there's another big part in the scene, and it's that the bracelet is off. Dean's yeah. bracelet is gone. Or I broken. noticed at the very beginning of the episode, when they're still at Luke's, they just got there after the limping along, Rory lifts her arm up to show Lorelai her watch, and you can see Dean's bracelet still on it. Okay, so did it really did fall head, off that morning. And you see like, the little token... Or coin or whatever is on it next to it. So she still has it on at the beginning of the episode. Why do you think she still was wearing it? Is it like a fear thing? <laughs> a leftover fear? I mean, Forgot I think about it? Oh. part of it is just that she's been wearing it constantly. And it's like one of those things where if you wear the same earrings every day, all day, mm-hmm. you forget you're wearing them until you try to put in another pair of earrings. Mm-hmm. Um But also, as we will see in this episode, there's still like some lingering feelings for dean I mean, that it feels she's like dealing in, with i'm i'm not in love with you anymore but i do still love you mm-hmm. kind of thing well regardless the bracelet the broke bracelet's gone. yeah and it's no longer on her and lorelei and rory have a mini jess and dean fight but it's more like rory's super defensive and lorelei's just trying to be like i don't have a thing against jess 
I'm being supportive because yeah, Lorelai <laughs> makes a joke about Jess taking it off her. And then, uh-huh. of course, Rory turns it into a, oh, you Aww. think he's going to steal it? Well, no. Even the first time he didn't really steal it. We had this discussion. <laughs> I appreciate it that it ends with Rory essentially trolling Lorelai. <laughs> yeah. But Lorelai promises Rory that she will cut Jess and Rory some slack. Mm-hmm. And she'll be and it as seems nice like she really she is going to try. Yeah, yeah. So good parenting points here, Lorelai. Good job. And uh, Emily and Richard arrive. Of course, Lorelai cannot drink her coffee in the car, so she <laughs> has to hang out halfway out the car to drink her but coffee. Both are both Emily and Richard, as we now see, are very appreciative of the bags that have been packed. Oh yeah, for yes. this trip, they seem to expect it, Perfect. and they're like not. Perfect surprised at all by how big they are um yeah lauren hanging out of that car drinking not actually drinking coffee i was like dang that was a stunt that was like a yeah. genuine <laughs> stunt she did because i think richard was potentially or ed he... was the one who was driving <laughs> i'm i'm convinced he actually like slammed on the gas a little bit because yeah she makes they like start a face. going yeah. and then she like <laughs> jerks backward a little bit and i'm like mm. Richard's this is not how it went in rehearsal. Now. <laughs> now, Stars Hollow is not a real town, so I can't, mm-hmm. like, give you an actual estimate. But I'm assuming since they keep calling it a road trip and later on with the cab, it's at least an hour away? 45 minutes? I- 45 minutes is what stuck in my head. That okay. I feel like somebody at one point in this series somewhere... Said that it's 45 minutes away. Well, doesn't Jess look it up and it's like 22 miles? I feel like it has to be like equidistant to Chilton because there's the the reference or the later Emily brings up, well, if she goes to Yale, she could live at home. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that she could, I don't think it would be reasonable for her to have to go any farther than she already goes for Chilton and still live at home for school. Yeah. So, yeah. that's what Honestly, I Honestly, anything past an hour would be like, mm, that's kind of far to be doing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yes, as Sandra had said, um, they do, when we finally see them at Yale, they have just left this gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it's an incredible gallery. And we start hearing a little bit about young Richard when he was a Yale man and how he had used the the gallery as one of his spots <laughs> for the girls. Um, and he says uh, he's he was just a young single man who wanted to experience life. Did Oof. anybody get a boys will be boys vibe from that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah what a line. Um, and although later on her name is Penny Lynn, Penelin. They call her by Lenny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Lenny Lot makes sense as a nickname, I feel okay. like. Okay. Uh, we find out about Lenny. Lin- oh my gosh. Lenny Lot. Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hard name for me. Um, and that Emily was not an innocent, quote unquote, doe either. Um, because apparently she was the other woman. Mm hmm. He was going to get married to Lenny. Uh, the invitations were already sent out. Yeah, I feel like Richard's exaggerating. I, I mean, hope so. I mean, it's weird. Are... Also, this is our first. This is our first mention of Penelin. Um, the next time we hear about her, Emily has a very, very strong reaction to her. Um, 
it's really played off in this as like, oh, yeah, whatever, that woman. She needed directions to get to a point. Like, <laughs> we are not supposed to think very much of Miss Penelin a lot at this point. I truly believe, though, that Richard was exaggerating because he says, I gave her my pin. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't sound like he ever actually proposed. It just sounds like two families who knew each other was of the same social status and at that point it was assumed that they would because they'd been together some kind of designated amount of time until Emily swooped in with her feminine wiles <laughs> with her blue that dress man. there was no competition with her in that blue dress um and they walk over to a trash can yes a trash Very can romantic uh where there used to be a bench and apparently that's where Richard proposed um, he kind of proposed in anger because there was miscommunication and yeah. it was a here, fine kind of a proposal. Oh my gosh. Is this where Lorelai gets her uh, proposal to solve an argument from? Is this a genetic thing? Is this a <laughs> well, Gilmore like, lineage thing? Well, no, because Max did that. Yeah. Well, she agreed. Lorelai did, Lorelai's, well, she did agree, but but when that happens, Max says, I only see one solution. Lorelai says, I do too. He says, get married. She says, break up. Okay. Uh, so it's more of a history repeating thing than a, a genetic predisposition to does, argumentative. Can anybody <laughs> else just, like, see this fight between the two of them, though? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah. It just, the whole thing is like, yeah, I can see that. That makes sense. I will always say that having a prequel where we get to see, like, Emily's story would mm-hmm. be fantastic. I would love I would to watch that. I agree. And maybe we can see Hopi, her sister. Yeah, her oh, sister. Yeah. The one sister. in Paris. That'd yeah. be fun. That Living be her fun. life. Well, guys, um, as our listeners may or may not know, just in case you don't know, Emily is married and just has been uh, proposed to recently. Um, and I built a very lovely <laughs> bookcase, which is definitely great. Um, I thought you were talking about Emily Gilmore, and I was like, well, <laughs> yeah, she's married. <laughs> Emily co-host and Jess co-host. God, this is so confusing. Um, <laughs> well, especially with Jess having... <laughs> Jess was recently too. <laughs> I'm saying Jess afterwards, I'm like, still don't know who we're talking about here. Um, Ash, one of our, uh, listeners just wants to know (laughs) about your guys' proposal story. Anything that you're comfortable sharing. Um, and Gabrielle says congratulations to Jess, but also congratulations to Emily. Yeah, congratulations to my seven-year marriage. Six years? Six and a half. Well, Emily, why don't you go first? You've been married longer than I've been engaged. I love my proposal story because it was one of those things where, like, everything goes wrong. (laughs) Um, so we had planned a trip down to Florida with Sean's parents. They were recreating the spring break trips that they took every year with Sean as a kid, uh, stayed at the same hotel, motel. Um, and one evening we were just taking our own nights. So Sean and I went to dinner, um, at this place on the water. It was good, but like, his stomach was upset the whole night and he was just kind of like acting weird. And I was like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. I was like, are you sure? Cause we can, you know, we can go back and just chill, get you some money. He's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I was like, okay. 
Um, so we have dinner. He's super awkward, super nervous, barely talks. We walk back to the, the motel and it's on, it's on the beach. Like it's a 20 foot walk. And so we get there and he's like, let's go watch the sunset. And I was like, okay, let me go my, put my purse up. And he's like, no, we got to go watch the sunset. And I was like, <laughs> it'll keep, let me go put my purse down. He's like, no, we, we got to go. And I was like, okay. So we get out and we're watching the sunset and there was this actually quite elaborate sandcastle built out there and it was just like blowing my mind that there was this very fancy sandcastle just in the middle of this <laughs> abandoned beach because there was there was nobody else out there um and john's like standing five feet behind me and he's like hey look over here <laughs> he had buried a message in a bottle Aww. that i did not see <laughs> That's so sweet. Standing to the side, trying like hell to get me to notice this buried bottle. I'm like, sandcastle. So pick it up. My finger gets caught in the bottle. (laughs) (laughs) So after some finagling and a little bit of ocean water, finally get it out. And I pull I pull it out and it's a piece of canvas that he's like written a very sweet and lovely note on. I read very fast, so he was expecting me to read this whole thing in, like, ten seconds. So, like, I'm standing here, I'm trying to read it, and he's like, well, and I'm like, shh. He's like, well, and it blows out of my hand. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, dive for it and get it, and then I'd stand up, and I try to keep reading. He's like, well, shh. So, obviously, I said yes, and his parents, his mom has a really nice, she's, She's not a professional photographer, but she does take gorgeous photos. So she actually took photos of the whole thing. Aww. Proposal at sunset on the beach. It was very sweet, very romantic. I still have the bottle with like some shells from the beach and sand in it. And I have the message framed. Um, but yes, it was very sweet. But I can only imagine that his heart was like about to beat out of his chest at dinner. When I was admiring the sandcastle. When I was reading the message. When I dropped the message. <laughs> That's so sweet. That's such like a nicely thought out proposal, though. It it was. He he did a really good job with it. Oh, I love that. <laughs> How about you, Jess? Yes. I mean, yes. mine's gonna sound really silly by comparison, but you know, different different strokes for different folks. Um, so I, like I also story. got engaged. Um, at the beach, I obviously turned thirty recently, and. My fiancé planned a big um, trip for my birthday. We went down to Newport, Oregon, which is beautiful. And um, we had a great weekend, you know, spent time looking at uh, wildlife on the beach. We did the tide pools. We did a great, a lot of stuff. And I had a feeling he was going to propose. I had kind of told him, you know, I want to be engaged by the time I'm 30. We've been together for 10 years at this point. And so I figured it had to be happening this weekend, right? It was a big, fun weekend plan. It was for your birthday, too, right? Yeah. So the trip was for my birthday. We just had this great weekend. We went to the aquarium. It was just a great weekend all around. And I kept thinking, oh, this is so much fun. It's going to happen. Didn't happen. Like, oh, this is so beautiful. It's going to happen. Didn't happen. Had a great (laughs) dinner out. Didn't happen there. And it wasn't until we were literally packing up the hotel room to go. And I went, I used the bathroom, you know, came out, was like, all right, do we have everything packed up? Are we good to go? 
And he's like, well, there is one more thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he gets down on one knee and he's like, will you marry me? And I was like, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> and it was like, it's very much reminiscent of our relationship, you know, wait 10 years to get engaged, wait to the very end of the vacation to <laughs> actually pop the question. But it was super sweet. Um, it was very... It was very clear that he was a little nervous, which was sweet because we've been together for 10 years. It's like, if you don't know what I'm going to say at this point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really, it was very us. It was very sweet. I like that both of you got proposed on a beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he was going to try to propose earlier, but just kept chickening out? I don't and know. And then like, it was time to go. So he's like, now or never. <laughs> I kind of feel like it. Because later I joked, like, was it always your plan to propose, like, at the very end? And he was like, I fly by the seat of my pants. And I was like, no, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> um, so I wonder if that was the case. Because, like, we walked along the beach that morning and it was super quiet. Just the two of us would have been perfect. Nah. Waited until I had no. just come out of the bathroom, was, like, ready to go. <laughs> So. Got my road gear on. Yeah. What and, was it a take? And of course, it was just, you know, a trip with the two of us for my birthday. So I hadn't brought any makeup because I was like, I don't need to wear makeup. It's just me and my boyfriend of 10 years. And so I have like three pictures from the day he proposed. And I just look like I don't have any makeup on and I haven't slept very well. So we'll get some Yay. professional ones done one day. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that is my proposal story. Sandra, can you tell us how you picked out your bookcase? Was it a well, color thing? Was it a size? <laughs> it was a color thing. Um, I wanted a black one because my room is all black. Um, not the walls, just the furniture in it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have an all black room. <laughs> um, Sandra lives and, in the void. <laughs> and it was $23. So I was like, this is perfect. Um, it took me about 15 minutes to make. Um, and yeah, it was great. Thank you for asking. Now, I'm really honored. <laughs> was it IKEA? No, it was Walmart. Um, Probably for the best. Yeah. I don't have if it a was lot IKEA, of IKEA. It would have taken 15 hours. Oh gosh. Um, and I was by myself, so I had to do it by myself. So luckily, not too long. Yeah. I'm. I'm, I, I'm. I'm sure you're riveted by that story. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> Um, but yes, we've heard three proposal story now, uh, not mine, but Richard and Emily's and Emily's and Sean's and, uh, Jess and her partner. So like, love is in the air. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, they go, f Emily and Richard are so enamored, they go for a kiss and Emily's button on her skirt breaks. You guys yeah. ever had a button break? I mean... I I've had I, a thread snap. I have, like... Maybe the zipper. I like vintage like... and secondhand clothing. And, like, if you have a really old button, sometimes they get kind of brittle. But not on something that costs as much as what I'm sure Emily's skirt costs. I mean, I'm sure this is, like, more than a $100 skirt. Oh, absolutely. But no, well, her like, button does is, break. She has... Doesn't, have... doesn't she have her own duffel bag? Right? How does she not but have, like, not a backup their skirt? bags with and... them. But it would be in the car. But she was worried about t wearing it to dinner. Yeah. And I'm assuming they'd have to at least go to the car before dinner. Hmm. I assume Emily is not as well prepared as Lorelai is. <laughs> Potentially. But. And don't these skirts normally have like a hook and eye? Yeah. I would think there would be multiple of pieces of closure. But there's apparently not. But it leads to a very cute 
Lorelai and Emily moment because, of course, Lorelai is, like, the queen of these kind of situations. So she yes. shuffles her mom into a bathroom and she uses a paperclip to hold the skirt closed. Mm-hmm. Smart. Um, I think that's actually very clever and I wish I could recreate it at some <laughs> point. But again, mm-hmm. I've never had a button break. Yeah. Um, and Emily and... Lorelai start talking about the day, about how happy Richard is to be sharing this not only with Rory, but also Mm -hmm. Lorelai. And there is that little, like, implication of, well, it should have been you. Another Mm -hmm. moment of, this should have been Lorelai. Well, and we have another conversation going on, assuming at the same time, with Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. Rory and Richard, where he talks about how Lorelai wanted to go to Yale. She took his degree and put it in her room and wouldn't give it back for like six months. And that was a really cute story. It yeah. was. That at some point, Lorelai idolized her dad. Yeah. Um, And he also says, I'm so happy to be here with you, Rory, showing you my favorite places. Look, it's the dining hall that I love so much. It's this, the bench that is no longer there. Like, He Mm -hmm. loves this. And it kind of reminds me of a future scene we get with Rory when she gives a tour um, to someone else. Mm -hmm. And she has that same love that Richard has right now. Yeah. Yeah. And we get another, like, sweet kind of, like, Rory Richard moment where he's talking about the food. He's like, they've got the greatest pot roast. And she's like, I love pot roast. Like... That's the correct answer. Yeah. Sean doesn't like pot roast. I have no I, don't I also know don't how. like pot roast, so I don't understand it. I don't understand you, Jack. I don't understand my <laughs> husband and not liking pot roast. But I also am from the Midwest where, well that's all we eat. <laughs> yeah. Well, the happy spirits um unfortunately come to a screeching halt. Um the group goes through Yale's main administration building it is the admissions building, more specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a beautiful building. It is. From what we see on the inside. It's definitely not at Yale, but it no. is a beautiful building they filmed not, in. <laughs> not the point, Jess. <laughs> um, and Richard is so excited. He stops in front of Harris Fellows' office, um, who's an oh, old look. friend of his. Also, he's the dean of admissions. But that's just a coincidence. And, oh, you know, he said he could squeeze you in at three. And it's three o'clock now. Oh, look. <sighs> Yay. And the thing is, as he's starting to rattle this all off, Lorelai catches it first. Then Emily catches it. And then Rory realizes what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all three. Yeah. It's amazing to watch Emily's face in particular because it is very clear she did not know that this was the plan. Oh, no. She mm-hmm. was also under the impression that they were doing the whiff and poof, the dinner, the tour. Like, that was it. She is also frustrated that this is what he has secretly led them to. And instead, Rory is has an interview sprung on her um, with Yale. Even though she hasn't applied to Yale, right? Um, and I'm going to say right now what Richard is doing is awful, right? Manipulative mm-hmm. and conning. Mm-hmm. This is not his worst moment of the episode. It comes 
Two seconds later, when Rory goes in to the interview and he starts talking to Lorelai and he tells her, you don't know anything. You never went you to college. Understand. You don't understand yeah. this. And I want to throw a pie in his face. Yeah, this, this is, is a two-time two pie <laughs> moment for me. Yeah. Yeah. This Ooh. is especially frustrating coming in the wake of Lorelai graduating from college yeah, not that long it? ago. And it was a very powerful, very sweet moment between her and her father. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently that doesn't count. In Richard's eyes, that is not college. No. So I um, don't, I do not want to diminish Lorelai's experience at all. But I, it wasn't business school, but I did do like the two-year associates night school thing, essentially, to get a different degree than what I'm doing now. And I mean, that experience is very, very, very different than the post high school living in the dorms on campus college oh experience. yeah oh yeah, yeah. and so there is a system. i don't i don't want to say that lorelei did not go to college obviously she did but she did but she didn't have the same she didn't do the university thing yes and there is a system and richard is right that having an alumnus as a grandparent makes it much easier for an incoming student to get in He's yeah, right. We've already had a gigantic freakout about college admissions that these girls have probably already discussed and figured out what their best courses of action are. Mm -hmm. And Richard comes in and he's like, you don't know anything. You don't know how this works. You don't know jack about crap. They literally did the alumnus uh, yeah. lunch with that guy from Harvard. Like, they've yeah. they've done Bruce it. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. It's not actually Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> but... Um, Richard wants control, and he, mm -hmm. he wants it so badly, he doesn't care who he plows over. He doesn't care that he's going over Lorelai's head, and it almost He doesn't seems... care that he's going over Emily's head. Right. Mm -hmm. Emily is and just as that fist. should have stopped him more than anything. Because you can see her face in the background. She is not oh, happy. Oh, she deflates. Yeah. She just absolutely deflates when she realizes what's happening. And she tries to defend him. Right? Because mm -hmm. he's her husband and two seconds. And Lorelai is just like, mm -mm. And no, you can tell yeah. Lorelai's pissed when she can't even string two words together. Lorelai leaves to get a cab. Um, Emily, like I said, tries to defend Richard. You know, he just loves Yale. He loves Rory. He wants to give her options. And haven't you ever considered that Yale is right here in right next to your town? She could potentially live at home. And we and Lorelai has nothing to say to that final point. Yeah. I mean, we just at the baby shower, Lorelai realized, oh shit, she's gonna be living in Boston near Christopher and Sherry. Yeah. Unacceptable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that like, has to be acceptable. Emily knows what buttons to push and strings to pull. Emily was not the puppet master in this situation, but at the same time, she kind of knows what to say to try to sway things in their favor. Yeah. I mean, Lorelai says all the time that Emily does not know her. And I mean, to an extent, like her everyday, day-to-day -day humor kind of life, yes. 
But she knows Lorelai's strengths and she knows her weaknesses and she knows how to push her buttons. Oh, and yeah. Then, Emily knows Lorelai. It's just that... Whether Lorelai yeah, likes it or not. Exactly. Um, I, As someone who does not have the best relationship with her father, did not have, um, I really felt Lorelai in that moment of like, you know, I always wonder why we're not closer. And then something like this happens and it's like, oh, yeah. Like, this is awful. He yeah, berated her. He put her down. He went over her head. And worse than that, he maybe even could have possibly cost Rory an opportunity. Yeah, by having her come so unprepared. Yes, because that's that's the next part of this, you know? Yes. Rory comes out of her interview and Harold, is that his name? Harris. I think so. Harris. Harris Fellows. Harris is very impressed with her. She's recommending a book to him that we don't know the title of. Um, I wish we knew. Don't <laughs> be fooled by the Oprah sticker. It's it's clear that she has done well. He thinks she's an incredible student, which we all know she is. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like things have gone well, but Rory is pissed. And with very yeah, good hurt. reason. Yeah. Yeah. This is not something you do. When you have a college admissions interview, you prepare for it. You bring your papers. You have your outfit she says i would have brushed my hair like there Mm -hmm. are so many things that she would have done differently that richard robbed her of absolutely and you gotta think richard is coming at this as a straight white male in power right Mm -hmm. rory is coming at this in the female point of view we sometimes get we struggle to get into the room and it could be based yeah. on what we're wearing, right? Uh, if you're telling me a girl shows up in jeans, she's not going to be told she's wearing something inappropriate to an Ivy League interview. It's too casual. It's way too casual. Yeah. So like, it's not professional. It's enough. Not if she had walked in here and not been a Gilmore and asked to have an interview, she would have been turned away. Yeah. If she had not had the connection and her grandfather there literally shepherding her through the door, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have let her in. And if she had scheduled the interview and she knew when it was going to be and she knew when she could have her questions prepared and have her outfit picked out, have her her transcripts and she would have looked, walked in looking great and done great. Mm -hmm. And instead, I mean, can you imagine the anxiety that would have that comes from that of just being thrown into what could it potentially be a life-altering interview oh my gosh i like, yeah insane no thank you and what's worse is that richard at first thinks that rory's upset because lorelei's upset oh no <sighs> don't worry about because your mother Rory doesn't have her own mind yeah mm-hmm. uh this is an important interview and she's like i know it was an important interview that's don't the talk point. down to me like you do to her right I love Rory in this scene. I love that she defends herself. Um, I love that she called him out and he looks, you know, called out. He looks ashamed. He does. He should. And he, he should, should feel. Yeah. Um, and Emily is angry. <laughs> yes. Let's not forget that point. Emily is like, ooh, we'll see at home, mister, kind of deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have an interview myself tomorrow and I've been preparing for like a week and a half for it. And I can't even, and that's this, and it's honestly for a position that I don't expect to get. So, but we believe in her. It doesn't have nearly (laughs) the stress that 
this interview for Rory would be. Yeah. yeah, and it's super stressful. I remember when I did my interview, it's like you're a kid and you're going in there talking about adult stuff and you have to pretend you're an adult. And you're in that cusp of like 17, 18 years old. And it's stressful. And to have it did thrust you guys, on you. Did you guys have admissions interviews? Did I didn't apply this? anywhere that was that that nice. <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> I didn't have one. I had it for Fordham University. Yeah. Which gave me $5,000 a year for a $50,000 school, <laughs> so I couldn't go. Anyways. Um, Apparently, they called my guidance counselor to ask about my grades for the year. And they're like, it's this. And I'm like, okay, cool. And that was like the extent that I heard. Yeah. Well, uh, Lorelai has a cab ready. They leave, which is a real power move. <laughs> yeah. And an expensive as hell cab ride. Yeah. yeah. So when they eventually make it to Stars Hollow, they do joke that uh, that was her tuition that they yeah. spent on the cab. <laughs> well, they did also stop at Hector's Tacos. Which they had been excited about. Also, okay, I've never been to New Haven, but there was a lot of New Haven slander. (laughs) I have a a friend who went to Yale, and that is true. New Haven is a dump. New Haven is not a good place to be. It's unsafe and gross. Yeah. Well, now I I used to work at a doctor's office, and one of the doctors went to Yale, and and now I want to go ask her about New Haven. Yeah. (laughs) I'm genuinely surprised that I have not asked her about New Haven, actually. Well, um, they go for these tacos, and you know where's the best place to eat tacos? Luke. Luke Steiner. (laughs) Why not? If it Um, was anybody else. You can't bring food into somebody's restaurant. Come on. Um, but before we get there, uh, Rory laments not having listened to Lorelai, but Lorelai admits that even she didn't see this coming. Mm -hmm. This is a new level of, of sneakiness on Richard's part. This was master manipulation. Yeah. But, you know, Rory does not want to talk about college anymore. She just wants to eat her, eat her tacos. She sits down, just comes downstairs. (laughs) And they do some kid talk, and they both She's gotta go skedaddle. Get a part for his car. <laughs> yeah. And she needs to go study, mm-hmm. as you yeah. do. And Lorelai knows. Lorelai oh, yeah. absolutely knows. And Luke is clueless. And we have a very <laughs> Luke sweet sits down. Luke and Lorelai so, bonding moment. So prepared. Um, yeah, they talk about how he laid down the rules and how he'll be watching them every second they're together. And Lorelai's just like, uh, okay. Uh, uh-huh. Good job. They're together right they're now. They're together right now. <laughs> but yeah, good for you. Way to go. I'm proud of you. He starts yelling. Like, uh, how could Lorelai let this happen? Wasn't she supposed to be against this? <laughs> Yeah. And then, I mean, eventually Luke, like, storms out into the night. He takes Rory's coat. He's going to go find him. But, like, Lorelai's comment of, you want a sniffer jacket? See if it'll help you find it. (laughs) And then he storms back to the table, grabs a jacket. She's like, you're not actually going to sniff it, are you? It's like, it's it's cold out. (laughs) She might need it. Well... I desperately wish, just really quickly before we move on, I desperately wish that we had had, like, just, like, in the background of the upcoming scene, if we'd just seen, like, a silhouette run across the street <laughs> carrying a coat, like, or oh distant. Oh my gosh, that would have been fantastic. Just, 
Oh my gosh. Why? You know, that would have been very funny. Sometimes they do things that silly, but the next scene is pretty great. Now, it's implied that they're at gypsies, right? Because just like, huh. He's leaning against a gas pump. pump. Wow. Yeah. Also with a cigarette. Pondering smoking? Yeah, yeah. Okay, he never pulls the lighter out as far as we well, know. He doesn't no, have the lighter. <laughs> that's the whole thing. Is That's why she was like, are you going to mind meld it? It's because he doesn't have the lighter on him. So we don't have to worry about explosions mm-hmm. in Stars Hollow. Um, but also, shouldn't Luke have been able to walk outside, look to his left, and <laughs> there they are? <laughs> well, well she, they talked for silly. a little bit, mm-hmm. Lorelai and Luke. So this is happening mm-hmm. while Lorelai Yeah, that's is true. This is a pretty quick conversation. Um, but basically, Rory and Jess meet up. And I want to say this is one of my favorite scenes. It's so soft. So, like, gentle, first love, well, second love, I guess, um, kind of feels, and, I mean, it's perfect kiss. Oh, yeah. Very sweet. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're on the same level, like, they might be getting past that awkwardness a little bit, even though, as far as we know, there's been no more interaction (laughs) to help get past that awkwardness. Um, Whatever else happens between us, at least we know that part works. Ugh. Yep. What a good line. Didn't you already know that? Didn't you already know that? Still. But there's, like, the moment where Rory is like, I have to go. And Jess is like, did I do something? And I'm like, oh, oh <laughs> baby Jess. <laughs> Sweetie baby honey. When he's he, so when he's cute like, in this episode. Come here, right, and kisses her and then goes beat it. Like, that's so cute. It's like what every teenage girl wants. Right? Like, watching this episode makes me feel like a teenager watching this all over again and being so desperately jealous of that relationship Mm -hmm. but no rory does have to go she's leaving this perfect kiss this beautiful moment to do what go self-pity outside of dean's bedroom window become the victim i don't know um she climbs a tree to go see dean Mm -hmm. and the only thing i can think of is that she kissed jess and got guilty like, realized yeah. that two yeah. days ago she was kissing someone else. Yeah. And she goes to Dean to apologize, but her apology is whack. Everybody in your family is going to hate me. It reminds me. And? Kind of, like, feels-wise of Lorelai thanking Chris for, let it, for moving on, for letting her move on. Like, it's very much a self-serving apology. I also have a comparison to Chris. But it is Lorelai opening the door to mm. say goodbye to Chris or talk to him. This is also keeping that door open for Dean. Yeah. See, it It reminds me of Chris wanting Lorelai to tell him that it's okay, you're going to leave Lorelai again to go be with your girlfriend. And he's just trying to get Lorelai to tell him that it's going to be okay, even though he's massively screwing this, like... The conversation just feel Chris and Rory are just the same person of tell me I'm I'm not in the wrong and that it's okay I did what I did. Yeah. yeah. And to his credit, Dean doesn't. Dean will No, f- and good for Dean. This will this is a brief moment of <laughs> of Dean having a, a spine, I guess, but like I'm so glad that he doesn't say like no, nah, it's okay. I understand. It's like, no. He essentially I says, he I hate say. you. Yeah. It's like, well, too bad. Somebody doesn't like you for once. Thank you. 
I mean, finally, somebody said it. <laughs> background stuff. I just thought it was really funny. Um, decorating Dean's room, they thought, oh, what's a boy like? A dartboard, two lighthouses, a toy <laughs> car, and a football poster. And that is a boy's room, obviously. Okay, but to be fair, there is an electric guitar and bongos <laughs> in Luke's apartment. So, you know, they don't boy know what they're doing with this background stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel for Dean here, but I feel for him just because, like, imagine your ex who just cheated on you climbs to up to your window and is like, To whine about your parents hating her? Yeah. Uh, Rory, not your best look. No. Good for Dean. I feel like Dean handled it very well, like you said, Jess. Like, good for him. Yeah. Finally, just, you know what? I'm done. I'm done catering to you i'm done putting you on the pedestal you're clearly not the person i thought you were you're human and you've messed up and now you have to deal with the consequences well and also this lasts all of five minutes because dean cannot he shuts the window in her face good can we just take a very brief moment to recognize the masterful writing that it took to turn us from how we felt about dean right to now because this was like a very skillfully crafted like character arc for him because we came into this season being like ick dean and at this point we're like hell yeah dean tell her you (laughs) You hate her (laughs) she is in the wrong yeah but and Um, i mean great acting from jared too say what you want about amy sherman paladino and dan paladino they know how they know how to write a character Mm -hmm. they also know how to destroy a character but yes we'll get there hand in hand um we get to our last scene and it's rory's actually studying um and lorelei asks about the rest of the evening and i i thought for a moment it was going to be a moment of rory lying to her or not telling her but then Mm -hmm. no I'll give you details in the morning. No, I I do actually have studying to do. I don't have time, but I will tell you. Yeah. And they go to bed, and and Lorelai breathes this massive sigh yeah. of relief because her curiosity <laughs> will be sated. Um, they go to bed, and Rory turns off the lights for two seconds before turning it back on to look at a Yale pamphlet. And we go upstairs, and Lorelai's doing the same. Maybe yeah, wouldn't be so bad. Yep. It's the beginning of the end of the Harvard dream. Yeah. It's um, the beginning of the end of Rory? In some uh, ways. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. We'll talk about it more when we get to the actual college admissions, but... Sometimes I think about if I'd gone to, you know, my top school, how different my life would be. You know, I would be in a completely different place right now with completely different people. I certainly wouldn't be engaged to the person I'm engaged to. And, you know, where would Rory be if she had gone to to Harvard? We'll never know. So I did go to my top school, but I went with my high school boyfriend who was going to the state school in the same town. Don't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my what if is, what if he hadn't moved down there? Mm. Because I, I let myself get too distracted by him that I did not focus on college the way I should have. Yeah. See, and my what if is, what if I did go to the $50,000 a year school and With your $5,000 scholarship? Have uh, a massive amount of loans uh, right now, but well, I would have lived in New York. You would have had 20000 written off. 
yeah oh yeah I still do that would have been a different experience but, being um in New York. but I would have lived in New York and I I'm not saying that I'm not independent now but I definitely wouldn't be as close to my family I think because I would be living yeah, yeah. in another state so like I don't know what Rory's life would have been but yeah and I was just talking to a teenager who is currently getting their college admissions and they're getting their acceptances mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about, you know, top choice colleges. And what I said is, in the end, the college you go to is the right college for you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's it, good. the one that's that you really go good. to is the one that you will have your experiences at. And that's fine. So wherever you ended up, however you grew from that is what happens. You know? Mm-hmm. You roll with it. We all would have different things if we'd made different choices, Rory included. Yes. But that was this episode, and after the episode, we have Town Person of the Week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Townsperson of the Week. I have a person, and I know they kind of did something shitty at the end. But I think it's We have the same person. (laughs) Oh, I think it's Lorelai. Yeah? Why do you think it's Lorelai? I think it's Lorelai because we see Lorelai working really hard to uh, be a good supportive mom of Rory with the whole Jess situation. Mm-hmm. Um, the boy and she I, does not like. Yes. Yeah. And I really appreciated the way that once she accepted the Yale trip, I really appreciated the way that she acted. She was actively engaged. She was having a good time listening to her parents' stories. Her moment with Emily was really sweet. Um and it really wasn't until Richard completely showed his hand that she flipped. And I think we all agree that her flip was completely fair. Yeah. Holy, yeah. So Holy that's justified. that's why I would have said Lorelai. But I'm interested to hear how you think how you think Rory did it. <laughs> so I feel like this is Rory's new start. Um we know, see, the thing is, we have hindsight. Like, we know what's going to happen in the future, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it feels weird. But right now, she's taking independence. She's um, defending herself. We, we know that she has struggled with defending herself in the past. Especially to the Gilmore. Especially mm-hmm. to Richard and Emily. And I feel like she has this new experience of this new boyfriend. She's putting herself out there. She's defending herself to her mom, too. Right? And that could be disrespectful if you want to call it that but like um i also like the fact that she's like i don't know in a new relationship that i actually care about (laughs) okay but just because she's dating jess that can't be a point in her favor because otherwise she would just be our town's person of the week for the remainder of their relationship now i do acknowledge that she um played the victim and like woe is me with dean so that does cut her down a little bit Emily, what do you think? Um, I will be the tiebreaker here. I honestly, my first thought was Rory because I was impressed with wanting to 
do the sweet thing and make your grandpa happy and and standing up for herself against Richard. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I feel like she just shanked her choices with the whole woe is me apology. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to switch to Lorelai. Okay, you, cool. you make some very persuasive points, Jess. Thank you. Yeah, I just uh, the Gilmore's the family that could have been Richard two pies. I thought you were about to say Tupac for some reason. I was like, Tupac. where does that come into it? Can you imagine the Gilmore's and Tupac? Ah, Tupac. The family that could have been. <laughs> well, guys, what do you guys think about this episode? I like this episode. It's hard not to love this episode purely for the beautiful Jess Rory early romance. Mm-hmm. Like that kiss in the street by the gas pump is iconic. It is iconic, and I think the aesthetics are amazing in this episode. The yeah, lighting yeah. is amazing yeah. in that, especially in that scene. People well, we talked beautiful. about <laughs> with the kiss at the wedding, how beautifully shot that was. Like, when Rory and Dean would kiss, they'd just be, like, on a bench or something. Every time we've seen Jess and Rory kiss, it's, like, a cinematic masterpiece. I, I, I mean, I kind of agree. That's why we like them yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, the camera loves them. But mm-hmm. yeah, I like this episode. It's actually one that I watch fairly often because, like, I guess it's mm-hmm. you kind of watch a dance marathon episode and this episode, like, right one after Just, the other. Like, they're mm-hmm. part A and part B. Well, and you don't have very many feel good Gilmore episodes. Yeah. yeah, no. Like, with the grandparents. And while obviously this one gets kind of ruined at the end, I feel like Emily still has a really good arc. She's clearly upset with Richard, and there will be a fight between them later as well. Yeah. Um, Honestly, for the most part, it's it's a happy episode with the four of them. Yeah, if you stop the episode after Rory and Jess kiss, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> just um, don't watch the last bit. One little point that we didn't mention: uh, we did mention that Emily is the other woman um, in their relationship. Um, there's a little bit of—is that where Rory gets it from? Right? What like, other terrible things has she inherited genetically from her grandparents? No, I think she gets all her terrible traits from Christopher. <laughs> just Christopher? That, that's mm, fair. You know what? It's fair. I hate that we've mentioned Christopher so many times in this episode. He wasn't even in it. <laughs> no, he At least wasn't. none of it was flattering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. But yeah, that was this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you in next week's episode with all our segments. As always, I was Sandra. And I was Jess. And I was Emily. We will see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can do so on Instagram or Twitter at Town Meeting Pod. Or if you'd like to send us an email, send it to townmeetingpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to toss us a couple bucks and support the podcast, find us on buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting.